Hi friends, welcome to the Front Porch Life Podcast. My name is Rachel Steele and I am so glad that you have joined us. This is a podcast all about connection. Life is hard and it's even harder when we try to do it alone. So think of the front porch as a place to share your story, invite others to share theirs, and point each other to Jesus. No topic is off limits. So grab your coffee and join me on the porch. Today I have my friend Shyla, and I am so excited to talk with her today. We are in the last episode of our series on our bodies. So two weeks ago we talked about pelvic floor health. Um, last week we talked about intuitive eating and movement. And Shyla is very passionate about postpartum and connecting with our bodies during the postpartum period and um, fitness within that. So I'm excited to talk about that. So welcome, Shyla. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. (laughs) Great. Yeah. And we were chatting prior to this. We have very similar stories in that um, we had our kids super close uh, together. (laughs) So (laughs) mine are like a little shy of 12 months apart. And you said yours were, was it 16 months apart? Yes. They are 16 months apart. <laughs> yeah. So we know this postpartum period like really well. So I'm excited to talk about it. So, Shyla, tell us a little bit about who you are, um, your family, and and what you do right now. So I'm Shyla Shoemaker. I have been married for a little over two years, almost three. Um, I have a 11 month old Skylar and then I have Ezekiel who is two years old um so they are very close in age as we talked about which goes into a lot of the aspect of my postpartum journey and then I have um we have a dog <laughs> and <Okay>. I, <laughs> I always I was like adding him in there because sometimes we forget about it um so I currently I actually just accepted a job um managing airbnb properties so it's been nice doing that because i have the flexibility of making my own schedule and then being able to be home with the kids which has been nice yeah that's really nice it's nice to have that flexibility and you well we connected through instagram um we actually went to high school together and you were friends with my sisters so we sort of knew each other from that um but I connected with you on Instagram more recently and, and you've said in your Instagram account that you're just really passionate about um, postpartum and connecting with women and supporting them. So I guess I'd like to think first, like, well, what drew you to that topic and maybe what was your experience postpartum? Because I think that can really Um, you know, for me, that was a big thing for me was like my postpartum period was something I was not expecting to be as hard as it was. Mm -hmm. And then I like really wanted to help other women with that. So I guess big questions here, but if you would like to maybe just start with like your pregnancies and then what postpartum was for you. Yes. So I, well, before even getting pregnant with Ezekiel, my, my son, who I, we have, I 
we had a miscarriage with our honeymoon baby so we had that happen and then three months after that i was pregnant with ezekiel so it's like (laughs) so i always feel like with the miscarriage there was a slight like postpartum journey that so i went from that to being pregnant with ezekiel which was a smooth pregnancy the only thing that I will say it wasn't smooth as my family told me that I should eat everything because I'm pregnant. And so okay. that's what I did. And it like when I say everything, it was everything. And on top of that, I've always been an athlete and I ran track in college. So I never paid attention to what I ate. I never had to. It really wasn't healthy. I just ran track. So I was able to eat whatever I wanted to. Um, so we had him. And then eight months later, I found out I was pregnant with Skylar. So I felt like during my postpartum journey with Ezekiel, I then got pregnant. And so I felt like there was this never end of a postpartum journey. So I never felt like I got to the point of feeling like myself again or just like coping with being a mother. So I felt like after I had Ezekiel, I was mourning my old life in a way because we got on our honeymoon then moved to lexington and then we got pregnant again so it was almost like i never had to i never got to mourn and so i had skylar then it's like okay i know we're not having any more kids i've been pregnant for the last like three years now now what like who am i what's like i had a chance to really think about what's happening where I am in life and I think that's when postpartum really hit me it's like okay I'm not Shiloh who runs track anymore I'm now Mm -hmm. Shiloh who has two kids a husband like it was almost like I had to rediscover who I was so um so had Skylar and then that's when everything had hit me and then I realized who I also was like I was not a very nice person because I was mourning everything that just happened and I feel like no one ever told me that you're going to mourn your old life that there even is a postpartum journey like I thought it was like postpartum your body healing and then you move on nobody ever told me the emotional side of it and so I went through (laughs) mourning who I used to be trying to figure out who I was to discovering that I don't like the way my body looks. And then on top of trying to juggle being a mom and the mom guilt that came with that. So it was like, there were all these emotions that nobody told me we were supposed to have. And so once I finally moved past discovering who I was getting back into my fitness, I felt like I was looking for during that process, I felt like I was looking for someone to like look at or I was looking for an Instagram or like just someone to show me like what is happening I felt like I couldn't find that and so that's kind of how I ended up making this Instagram because I wanted to share my journey one for accountability because I need accountability during my fitness but also I wanted to see someone go through the journey I felt like anytime I did find someone's page it was they were already at the end of it I didn't get to see them like go through it I love that yeah and you said a couple things there that I thought were just really um, important. And that, that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, just 
that mourning process, you know, mm-hmm. like that is something that, yeah, I had, like you said, I had never heard someone say that, like, and, yeah. and probably for you and for me, it's like, I want to be a mom. Like I'm excited. I've always seen myself as a mom, or even if you haven't seen yourself as a mom, other people think like, well, that's the next step. You become a mom, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, it's like, no one talks about that mourning process and that it's okay to mourn. Like even now I'm like, man, I just wish I could go somewhere from one to three, but I can't (laughs) because the girls are napping. (laughs) So it's hard. Yeah. And I think too, like you said, it's that people don't talk about it or it's more of an internal struggle where you're trying to figure out like, what is my new identity? What what do I like to do in this new phase? And maybe those things have changed from running track to a different kind of fitness in your case. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really passionate about this topic too. And I'm just glad that we're sharing this and that people listening will know that, okay, I heard Shyla say that, like, I, I'm not alone in my feelings of that too. Um, I also what helped was, knowing it was okay to feel the way I did. Like I thought as I was mourning, I also thought that it wasn't okay that I was feeling this way. Like I thought it wasn't okay that, cause there were days where I don't want to mom today. And like, I felt like I was the only person feeling this way. And so just to know, like discover like, okay, this is okay, this is normal, but what's the next step? Like, how do I get past this? Yeah. Did you say like you didn't know that you were the only one feeling that way? Did you talk to someone and kind of learn that maybe they were having those feelings too? Or how did you figure out that you weren't the only one? So I I read this book called um, Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. It's literally the best book I've ever read. <laughs> um, I've but never she- heard of that. It is a great. I actually have it right here. <laughs> but oh, it, it was. I love that. <laughs> I've read it like three times now. But um, she talks about how, like, she kind of talked about the emotions, but she also talked about how, like, we are going to mourn our old life. But I'm trying to think about how to describe this. She, I talked about the emotions of being a mom and the postpartum part of that. Then she brings in what God says about all of that because I felt like although I felt like I was the only person feeling that way um I try to think of how to word this because there's just so much in the book and there's like two ways of how I discovered I wasn't the only one feeling this way but she talks about how um we feel these emotions, how we also feel the mom guilt, but there's also society telling us that we're supposed to feel this way at the same time. So, but it was like, no one told me that society was saying that. And so it's, it's a weird, I try and think about like how to describe it in such a weird way of how I even came to all of this. But then I also talked, I started to open up to other moms and they would talk about their experience. I'm like, why are we just not talking about this now? Like, we go through a baby class before getting the baby, but we don't go through a mom class of how we're going to feel afterwards. And so I discovered it by talking to other moms, but also reading that book and how she pointed me back towards God, which is where I needed to be in the first place. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that it does point you to God. And, and I think some of that is the identity piece. At least that's what I would imagine is like, who am I as a person? Who does God see me as, even if I see myself differently now in this new stage or this new responsibility of motherhood? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's really good. I think too, you were talking about sharing with other moms. And that is so vital because if I didn't have a couple of girlfriends that were going through this season at the same time as me, I would have felt like I'm a horrible mom. Like, why am I angry at my eight month old, you know? But then I talked to someone down the street and they're like, oh, I felt the same way. And um, I think that's so, that's so important. Were there other things that surprised you about the postpartum period or be, or just being a new mom in general? I think what surprised me the most was honestly, it was not snapping back, I guess is the word. Like what surprised me was not being able to lose weight as fast as I thought I would. And I think there, I think I felt that way because I did run track and people knew that and what I, that's what I was known for. And so when I got pregnant, people were like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna lose weight so fast, you're gonna snap back fast. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to lose the weight. So that was probably the big, the biggest surprise for me was not losing the weight, but then also the emotions of my body. I had never in my life ever felt like I hated the way I looked or was disappointed when I try on clothes like I had never experienced that and so those emotions surprised me beyond anything I just had never dealt with that and so it it took a lot and like you had said it was like trying to find my identity and all of that but also knowing that I don't have to accept this I can change this and I feel like I had gone back and forth with that of I because sometimes I felt guilty for wanting to look different. And so it was like I had this guilt because there were people like I had said, I was listening to what other people were saying as well. And there were people who would say, like, you you're not going to look the same way you did before you had kids. And I felt bad for wanting to look that way. And so it was just this. That was a big surprise and then learning that it's okay that I'm not okay with this but I can still be proud of it I'm proud of the body that I have and what it did but I don't have to accept the way it looks yeah yeah and I think there's this fine line like you're saying of acceptance and and gratefulness of our, of our bodies and what they can do and being okay with, I might still be wearing maternity clothes a few months or, you know, even more than a few months after having a baby, but also this idea of I can still do things to help myself feel healthy and to feel um, the way I want to feel or to -hmm. enjoy movement and enjoy seeing like the way in which I can um, improve my body. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to, to have to think about. Yeah, it is definitely a very weird balance. And I think once I, it was like, once I accepted that, okay, 
my body when you are when you have a baby you're going to gain weight and I had to kind of accept that also the way I, I approached pregnancy also wasn't correct if that makes any sense like I didn't I didn't choose to be healthy during my pregnancy so I had to I would say not beat myself up on the way that I handled pregnancy but also know that I can change and it's okay of what I did I have to let that go I can't go back and change that but now it's like what am I going to do now what am I going to do with where I'm at right now yeah yeah and it's like being the example too for your kids and showing them mm -hmm. I'm taking care of myself and like I know I've had to work on practicing positive self-talk of like what mm -hmm. am I saying about my body um, and sometimes I think, well, well, they're so little, but it's like, I need to practice these things now because when they are bigger, I don't want them to hear me saying things that are negative about my body. And I want them to see me enjoying moving my body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cause they're picking up, whether we know it or not, they're picking up on how we're talking about ourselves. And I had to tell myself like do I want my daughter talking about herself the way I am mm. and that was like oh my goodness like I would hate if she talked to herself like this yeah yeah it's so true it's it's so important like how we talk in front of them mm. I I was challenged to recently I um, had been doing some like Pilates and but I was only doing it during nap times because it was just easier, you know, like, okay, they're sleeping. It's easier for me to get this workout in. But then I was challenged just to think, well, like, that's great. Cause you can get probably better workout in when they're sleeping, but also could I work out in front of them too, so that they're actually seeing mm -hmm. me do that. And it's not something that they've like never, ever seen before. Yep. Exactly. To kind of go along with that, like, are there some steps that you have taken to help support your postpartum body or to help get you to the place in which you're talking positively about your body? So I realized within all of postpartum that it was a mindset shift. I had to stop. This sounds, I'm very hard on myself. So when I say this, I'm not like saying this to other people, but I had to stop complaining. And because I was complaining and then not doing anything about it. And so I had to start with changing my mindset of, okay, what are, what you're complaining about is, um, what are you going to do to change those things that you're complaining about, basically? So I started with changing my mindset and saying, because I was also telling myself that. I can't get my postpartum body back. Like I, for a time, truly believed that. And so no matter how hard I had worked out, no matter how, how many times I would change the way I was eating, I would always go back to the way I was because I would think, well, what's the point? I can't, I'm never going to look the way I did before children. So I had to change that and stop listening to everybody because there are also, there are people who I would talk to who would say the same thing. Like, you're always going to have like the mom belly or and i had to realize like you, you don't have to like that's if that's what you choose to believe then that's what's going to happen and so i chose to believe that i can look better than i did before i had kids um 
so I had to change my mindset and then I so while changing that I took it day by day and I just started to work out and I looked at it as in this is just today whatever happens tomorrow happens tomorrow but I'm going to focus on today so I would work out and then I would say okay now I'm going to work out the next day and I had a little calendar that was keeping me accountable so I could like check off when I didn't but on the days that I didn't I didn't beat myself up on it and then because I was aiming for consistency more than perfection and I think that's where sometimes we'll get messed up on our our weight loss journeys or even postpartum in general it's like if we mess up or we think a bad thought that the whole journey's over we gotta like we gotta start over and or we just give up completely but it was what am I doing consistently so yes I messed up yesterday but I'm going to make up for this and just consistently get better consistently work out so I kind of started with my mindset but then I also I kept reminding myself of Romans 12 2 of not being transformed um how that first go um but be transformed by the renewing of our minds exactly yes and so i had taken that as in what the world says about how mom life is going going to be i'm not going to accept that and i'm going to look at what god said it's supposed to be so i started to find the joy in being a mom and i know like some some of the things that I would hear are like moms are always tired moms are always stressed out and it's like okay well what does God say (laughs) it's like God does not tell us that and yes there are going to be moments that are stressful but it's how am I going to deal with the situation even if it is just like spilled milk on the floor like usually like they're little they're the littlest things that would stress me out so bad but I had to, <laughs> I had to think like, okay, what does God say? How am I supposed to react to this? What can I lean on Jesus and get his joy from being in the situation? So it was, it was a big, I started with my mindset and then just took it day by day and aimed for consistency over perfection. Yeah, I think that's really good. As you know, you do have two little ones. How have you been able to like find those little pockets of time to work out um you know just in a day-to-day thing how have you how have you done that so first I would love to say I work out when they are awake I do not (laughs) and that's that's perfectly fine (laughs) it's just a challenge (laughs) exactly there are times I will say because like they'll wake up from now okay well they're awake so but I I used to wake up at 5 a.m. and I would get my workout done because also just going back a little bit for me when I was complaining about not having time to myself I had to I looked for the solution okay I don't have this time how can I make this time so I started to wake up at 5 a.m. because I knew there was no way anyone was waking up at 5 and I knew around at the time it was like 6 6 30 someone was gonna wake up so i knew i had this hour to myself so i started to choose times where i knew i was for sure not going to get interrupted so there wasn't an excuse um so yeah that's pretty much what i did and then if they did wake up like i said i would just work out when they were awake and 
that's how I did it. And also that those mornings were the best moments because I got to think, I got to feel like myself because it was just me. Even the rest of the world was asleep in my head. So those were just key moments of my life. Yeah, I, I like that. And just saying like, okay, here's the problem. How can I have a solution for this? Okay, I'm going to get up mm-hmm. early. And it's like, I'm sure for you, it was the more you did get up early, even though you were probably tired, you probably had a million excuses of why you should stay in bed. But you started to realize this is my time. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I would be upset if I missed it. Exactly. Yep. And there also was there also was the challenge of if I don't get this workout in now, I I don't even have another chance to do it the rest of the day because I have two little ones. And at the time, nap was very unpredictable. Like they're they might sleep for 15 minutes. They might sleep for an hour. So that was the challenge of this is the only time you can do this. And it was like, are you going to show up for yourself today or not? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And, you know, the whole do it while they're sleeping or when they're awake thing, it's like you can have, there's no pressure. I didn't mean to have pressure on that. (laughs) No, none at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I do the same where it's like, I might have my more intense workout when they are sleeping because you can get it done and you can be just totally focused on that. But later in the day, it's like, okay, let's go on a walk. And then I'm going to run a little bit with the stroller and just to kind of talk through like, whoa, that was really hard for my body, but I still did it. And, you know, those kinds of things are really cool to also kind of bring in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we, excuse me, we definitely have those We try to, like, we're a very active family in general. So, like, we try to have those moments of, like, showing them us being active. So, like, we'll run around in the backyard with them. Or we go on a lot of walks. Like, I don't know why. (laughs) This is our thing. We go on a ton of walks. So, it's nice showing them, like, hey, like, you have very active parents. They want to keep their bodies healthy. And we will talk about, like, what we're eating. Or not, like, in a way of, like, obsessing over it. Because I think there is a balance of, like showing them you can still have ice cream and still be healthy. Right. Right. Yeah. And I like, you know, it's just bringing it into their day to day things. Like a family could go to the movies and eat a bunch of candy every single time it's a family outing. And of course that's Mm -hmm. fine. Like to do that every (laughs) once in a while, but you showing them, Oh, but another option is we can go as a family and run around or hike or Mm -hmm. go to the, bouncy trampoline park and you know get get some movement in there I think that's really cool I'd like to to touch on um you're talking about just looking to God as well in terms of renewing your mind um and helping you to see your body in a different way are there other small things that you've started to do just to because I find sometimes it's hard for me in the day-to-day moments when the milk spills when i look in the mirror and i notice a stretch mark you know just things like that where it's not in my quiet time reading my bible that i need to look to god in those moments have you found Mm -hmm. yourself being able to do that and how have you how have you done that um 
that's a great question <laughs> i think it is it is hard very one. hard because <laughs> it is very hard during your day-to-day of like like what do you say to yourself when you are upset and i think i heard this i don't know where i heard this but it was what do you deserve so like when when i say something like when i look in the mirror and i don't like the way i look i for some reason i can always remember but what do you deserve to say to yourself or Mm -hmm. like is this serving you because i'm i am the type of person that's very intentional so like i don't really do things unless there's a purpose to it or like it's a waste of time so like i'm also the type of person that doesn't like small talk because of that but that's so like i'm very intentional and like i like (laughs) deep conversations so like when i say something it's like is this serving you or where is this thought getting you so like i will there was something that happened the other day i don't know if it oh i think i was looking at my stomach or something and i'm not i've come a long way but i'm not where i have gotten and so i was like talking down on myself but then i thought like how is this serving me and then i remembered how far i have come like i've worked my butt off (laughs) and so it's like i put myself through all this work why would i still talk to myself the way i did when i first started and so i kind of i always go to like i can't always turn my my mind always to god but i can always say what do i deserve yeah. And I think that like totally changes your mind, but it also says like how, like that, another way of saying that is like, how does God see me? And mm-hmm. would God, would God say these things about my stomach? No. Like, so why am I <laughs> saying that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really practical takeaway. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And then I also think about where those thoughts have gotten me because those thoughts have gotten me into like just a terrible mindset and I feel like there there was a time where I was very depressed about how I look and it was because I was constantly thinking about that and constantly talking to myself about that and I realized the better I thought about myself also the better I felt and so it was also a good reminder of anytime I did think about like those things I would think who was I when I was talking that way and how was I treating other people because Honestly, I think I said it before, but I was not nice to my husband. I felt so bad because I was angry about how I looked. I was angry about where I was. If me at home with these two kids, I don't get to like go on a hike. I can't even like I wanted to go zip lining with a couple friends. Couldn't do that, and so I was just angry. And so I think about how I'd never, ever, ever want to be that person again. So just thinking about where I came from and where I am today, it was always, it was easy for me to snap out of that because like, I don't ever want to go back to that place. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to think about it. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking about people that are listening to this and they're either already in, you know, a couple years out of postpartum or have maybe older kids and they're thinking like, yes, like I was in that same boat, but there's also probably moms that are pregnant and are going to be entering into postpartum or they're in the thick of it right now. Um, What is something that you would say to a mama that is just newly postpartum? What like advice or something would you give them to hold on to? 
Oh, wow. Well, I'd give them that book. <laughs> um, but I seriously would recommend that book to anyone who is a new going to be a new um, a mom. Like the, it's called, let me just read the title and make sure I get it right. It's Grumpy, Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. Say goodbye to stress, tired, anxious, and say hello to a renewed joy in motherhood. The best book I've ever read. But um, I would say to give yourself grace, you do not have to be perfect, but I would say it's be consistent of who you want to be. So it's okay to, because I focus on the fitness part of it mostly, it's okay to miss a workout. It's okay to not work out at all until you are six months into pregnancy. I think it's give yourself grace. That would I'm saying a lot of nothing, but I would say give yourself grace during your journey of postpartum. You're not going to be perfect, and that is okay. No one is expecting you to. And if someone is expecting you to, close the door. <laughs> and then I would also say going off of that, like t- tune out or like get yourself out of people who aren't serving what you want to believe about yourself. So I I took a lot of I stopped talking to a lot of people who were negative and who were feeding just like they were complaining about being a mom or they were complaining which that's definitely okay to talk about it we all need to vent but it's they're just constantly complaining about it so it was you had to surround yourself with the right people so I would my biggest advice would be to just have a community of people who are able to uplift you during those times. Yeah, I think that's all really, really good advice. And I'm definitely going to take that with me. The like, (laughs) focus on today. (laughs) You know, don't worry about tomorrow or yesterday. Because sometimes I can feel like, oh, like I had such like a short temper today. And I was very impatient. And then that can carry into the next day because I'm feeling bad about that. And it's like, nope, like fresh start, grace upon grace, just go about yourself in the next day and do the best that you can and look to Jesus. (laughs) Exactly. And I think it's also um, like you messed up. You messing up isn't what you should be focusing on. It's what are you going to do next? So Shyla, at the end of every episode, I have three questions that I like to ask my guests. The first one is what is saving your life right now? Jesus. <laughs> That's the church answer. <laughs> but a good Just one. Kidding. Um, what is in my life right now? Honestly, fitness is I'm such a like I just love sports and I just love moving my body and like seeing what it can do. Like, that is truly saving me. I just joined well, I didn't just join. I played flag football um for the spring, summer. And I'm not playing fall, but I, that is truly has saved me. Like I love sports. So being able to get out there, even if I am in this old body, which I'm not old at all, but just being able to get out there and like, feel like I'm a part of the team again has truly been saving me right now. That's a good one. I love that a lot. That's, I haven't heard that one. So, so you're unique in that. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, since this is called the Front Porch Life Podcast, if you have a porch, front, side, back, doesn't matter, what is your favorite thing to do on your porch? 
I love, well, we don't have the best of porches right now, and we live on a busy street, but on our back porch, we have this couch that we found on the side of the road, and we, like, fix it up. It's an outdoor couch, and it looks so cute right now, and I love going out there and reading early in the mornings during my 5 a.m. because you get to watch the sunset rise. It's quiet. I get to read. I love that. Oh, that sounds good. I've been recently, because I, I would get up and like read my Bible in the morning, but I was doing it inside. And just like yesterday, I thought, well, why am I doing this inside? Like I could bring my coffee and my Bible outside. So yeah, that's nice. It's good to start your morning that way. Yes. every Anything outdoors, I love. So being able to just be outside, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Shyla, this was a really fun conversation. I'm so glad that you were able to talk with me. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we did not touch on? And then also, how can listeners connect with you? Um, the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. On there, I get I share like the real moments of my postpartum journey. I'm an open book, so I'm pretty transparent about like what I'm struggling with or how I overcame it. So, and it's a fun time and I share random facts about myself and talk too much and it's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed uh, the other week when you were talking about how you didn't get your workout in and then you're like, and it's bachelor Monday. So (laughs) I I don't want to work out when I want to watch the bachelor, but I think, did you get the workout in that day? No. And I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I was talking up like oh I'm still gonna work out anyways I'm gonna watch the bachelor and then work out and then the next day <laughs> I posted I was like give yourself grace <laughs> <laughs> hey this is real life I'm totally on board with that I don't miss the bachelor for much so I get it <laughs> but oh, I worked I out the that. next day and that's how I build consistency <laughs> There you go. You're just practicing what you preach. I like it. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Shyla, thank you so much for being here. And it was um, just a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Front Porch Life podcast. I hope that it was encouraging to you and helped you to not feel alone in your season of life. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend and leave a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also interact more with me throughout the week on Facebook and Instagram with the handle Front Porch Life Podcast, or you can go to my website at frontporchlife.net. I appreciate your support and I'm honored to get to be in your ear every week. I'll see you next Tuesday on the porch.